0: Hello and welcome to the or 9 podcast. It is episode 126 of the Niler 9 podcast and myself, Niler 9 and Andrea Cleary on the other line. How are you?
1: Hello, I'm good. I'm great. I'm excited. Great. Good to be here.
0: So we're going to be talking about a very specific topic, which is in the news right now. Um, but we're going to discuss the Grammys. It's something that, you know, comes around every year about people wonder about how the process works. What is the Grammys? Is it important? does it matter how do you win one all those kind of things as of sunday night just gone last um, night as as you, as you last listen night. yeah as you listen uh, the grammys has taken place and uh, the winners have been anointed congratulations and to
1: fontaines dc um amazing <laughs> stuff <laughs> or or anal you can you can edit this as uh, as appropriate commiserations to fontaines dc <laughs> hard luck
0: yes Nominated for uh, best rock album, so yeah, I mean the first Irish nomination in quite a while, which is always, uh, you know, something interesting. We don't often have a uh, an Irish angle with the Grammys, yeah. So I would just like to also say a big shout out to uh, everyone who's on our Patreon and our Discord server. Oh this week. my god, our um,
1: Discord! I love a it. A new
0: development since last week, uh, since our last episode, um, we we have a. A private community chat too for all patreon members to chat about music and it's just been so nice we we did a choice music prize uh watch along kind yeah. of a text along thing so congratulations to Denise Chyla for winning the best uh album of Irish album of the year according to the choice music prize judges we did not pick that in our last uh, episode
1: no uh, and boy and, uh, are and our faces red oh yeah, boy
0: they are but you know you just you just never know who's going to win and uh it's it's a it's not i wouldn't say it was a massive surprise but you know it's a she's a, obviously we're we're big fans of denise around here she's a legend and uh, uh eloquent uh pharaoh and king so you know fair play and congratulations it was a bit strange obviously watching it at all um online instead i had the mm. The phantom limb muscle memory thing of like, I need to go and drink loads of a rake of pints now. I know. After this, but it was the afternoon, Thursday afternoon, and instead I went for a walk.
1: Yeah, I just got back to work. It was really odd, but it was so lovely to have our our lovely Discord friends there. And we have like an album club now going on. It's so lovely. And if anybody wants to join the Discord, you can go to patreon.com nine and you'll have access to the discord we may yeah. i haven't discussed this with Nile, but we may cap access to the discord at a certain number so i would do that sooner rather than later just because it's, it's a <laughs> nice <to> me <laughs> it's just it's a small community and we don't want we don't want loads of people in it so. yeah
0: i think the main thing you know it was something that i was missing especially with the last year of a of a, an entire year of a pandemic you're like the random chats with music, uh, with people who love music as well yeah. in, in an it's office lovely. or otherwise or at gigs, don't have it. Don't yeah. have it anymore. And you don't want to be, because
1: otherwise it becomes Twitter and you don't want that. So yeah, come on yeah. over. It's yeah. really nice. So it's a nice People are making safe friends. Space. It's great
0: yeah it's very it's small it's private it's a safe space to discuss music yeah exactly and, uh, share we're sharing albums and, and having chats about things so it's been really really lovely and uh, sharing pictures of our pets is, <laughs> is another thing we're doing oh immediately um,
1: the first thing i did as soon as you made me an admin is i set up a pets section i don't know how discord works but like a little chat yeah channel channel, a pets channel pets channel and people are sending in their pets it's it's great i thought about doing a pet of the yeah. week but they're all excellent girls and boys so um shout out they to all, all the pets as girls. well and the grammy goes to Billie eilish when we fall asleep where do we go producer phineas o'connell engineers john greenham rob kanelski and phineas o'connell Back to this week, the Grammys. I'm going to tell you about the Grammys, Niall, because the thing is, no one knows anything about the Grammys. And I don't know anything about the Grammys and no one really cares about the Grammys. So I thought it would be a perfect idea (laughs) to make a whole episode about the Grammys. No, this is this is for people. This is for people who are wondering, how do I win a Grammy? It okay. Seems how do like, we win a Grammy?
0: Yeah. I want, I want to, I want to enter uh, into the Grammys yeah. in the next ten years and win a Grammy. Yeah,
1: this is how you do it. So, so, do so the Grammys. I'm going to hit you with some Grammy facts first. So, the okay. Grammys claim to to celebrate artistic achievement, technical proficiency, and overall excellence in the recording industry, without regard to album sales or chart position. Remember that because that will be important later. Mm, Uh, It's one of the big four American award ceremonies In the others being Oscars for film, uh, the Emmys for TV, is that right? And then the Tonys is theatre. And then if you get all four, there's a a thing that you are, and I can't remember what it's called. That's an abbreviation of all four of them. Yeah, it's an
0: EGOT as uh, coined by 30 Rock, I believe.
1: Okay, so Grammy facts. The working title for the Grammys was... The Eddies, which was to honor the inventor of the, fo- the phonograph, Thomas Edison, but they decided to, on using Grammy as a tribute to Emile Berliner's gramophone, which is nice. First Grammys, May 4th, 1959, at the Beverly Hilton Hotel in Los Angeles. This year is the Nordwell. 63rd. The 13th Grammys in 1971 were the very first to be televised. The Grammys Red Carpet... 500 feet long, 80 feet wide. The Grammys have been held in three cities, LA, New York, and one other city only once. Have a little guess what it is.
0: Chicago? Why would I pick Chicago?
1: Nashville. You were never going to pick it. Nashville. Yeah. The Grammy itself is made out of a material called Grammium, seems fake, and it weighs six pounds. Only two people have been trusted with making the awards ever. They're like specialist people who make the awards. They are Bob Graves, who made them from 1958 to 1984, and John Billings, who has made them until now and is still making them since 1985. And finally, for my Grammy facts, three US presidents have won a Grammy. Can you name them?
0: Oh, oh, I know why. Um... For audiobooks and stuff, right? Um, oh, I feel like, okay, uh, Obama definitely won one for his audiobook. Am I correct. right? Yes, Obama yes, did win a that's Grammy. that's correct. Um, um, I feel like Clinton played on some uh, album that he won a Grammy for. <laughs> Am I wrong? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah.
1: Bill Clinton the, has won a he Grammy. played
0: on a jazz album or something like that. And, um, oh God, who the be Noted saxophonist. Uh,
1: I don't um, know if you'll get okay. the third. The third is Jimmy Carter.
0: Right. Okay. Wouldn't have got
1: and I one. don't know what he won it for. Um, I didn't actually, didn't <laughs> look it up.
0: It wasn't part off. of my fact.
1: <laughs> yeah. okay. I like my facts to be I'll short you, and sweet. Will I tell you why he won um, a Grammy? Yeah. He was, yeah, he was on, known as
0: a rock and roll president, apparently. Oh, a Spoken Word album, oh, of course. Oh. That's how you win a Grammy these days. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um... Advantage. Something something that tends to confuse a lot of people about the Grammys is the difference between Record of the Year and Song of the Year. So I'm going to get that mm. out of the way at the beginning. Yes. So the Record of the Year recognizes, this is from the Grammys website, recognizes the artist's performance as well as the overall contributions of the producers, recording engineers, and or mixers if they are separate to the performing artist. The Song of yeah. the Year category recognizes the songwriter writers who wrote and composed the song so very different categories often mixed up it's not like other
0: awards where it's like you know uh best um you know whatever it's supposed to be a bit more industry based as well in the same way that the oscars are for like you know best editing best film editing that kind of stuff you get those kind of awards but they're not did they go deep into into the grammys like in terms of sound engineers and stuff like that did it go with them, like mixing and production and stuff like that they do have <laughs> they um, do a wide array they of.
1: do so they there uh, at the beginning there were 30 different uh, fields and 84 distinct award categories and they've grown to a number I don't have in front of me right now, but I will get to at some stage uh, throughout these notes to include a lot more to do with production and engineering and including more songwriters and things like that. There's been a lot of overhaul. And actually, so that that brings us, I suppose, to the 2012 over, overhaul in, in the Grammys. So this was April 2011. The Recording Academy came out and said, we are completely overhauling the categories that you can submit to your song or your album and the number of categories at that stage was 109 they cut it down to 78 and the most important change there was the elimination of the distinction between male and female solo artists so we don't have that anymore we don't have Mm. best female solo artists best male solo artists and between collaborations and duo groups in different genres Um, and then also the several categories for instrumental soloists were, were discontinued as well and they all they're all kind of pushed together under the general the general category for like best solo performances so that's fine but a lot of eliminations happened in the roots category up to and including 2011, there were separate categories for various regional regional American music forms like Hawaiian music, Native American music. But because of the consistently low number of entries for the categories, they decided to combine all of these into best regional roots music album, uh, including Polka, which also lost its own category in 2009. There was big changes. Also, uh, the main category, best classical album, was discontinued um, because The people who were winning best classical album were also winning best album or best newcomer or whatever it was they were winning so much in other categories that they were like right we'll do away with that and now classical music is eligible for the main album of the year category and then there was some other kind of name changes they decided that the word gospel in the gospel genre field conjures up kind of images and sounds of traditional soul gospel and leaves out current contemporary Christian music. So now that is renamed gospel slash contemporary Christian music. And then in 2020, during the George Floyd protests, they announced that several urban rap and Latin music categories were going to be renamed as well to kind of be more inclusive. So that's the, that's that's your backstory right but you you want to win a Grammy you're like, come on how, how, how do I do it? How does the nomination one, um, process work?
0: What do I do? I have brilliant songs um uh, world yeah. uh, uh, recognition is coming. you yeah. know my Spotify streams are right up there. I'm on all these playlists. I'm pl- turning around the world. It is happening sound, for me. This I'm all sounds cool great. I'm 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 this year's Phoebe Bridgers mm-hmm. um I'm you know suddenly the darling of everybody. And uh, I'm playing James Corden in my bathroom and... uh, And you're ready to get that Grammy. Smashing guitars and and causing issues uh, in in (laughs) online discourse.
1: (laughs) Phoebe Bridger's upcoming album, Smashing Guitars and Causing Issues. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the first thing you need to ask yourself is, for the 2021 Grammy Awards, did you release your work between September 1st, 2019 and August 31st, 2020? Because if you did, then you're in luck, you're eligible. So... And this kind of blew my mind today. A song that came out five months before the first case of COVID nineteen was reported is eligible for this year's Grammy Awards, right. which like that that is crazy. So it it it's a long stretch of time, and it's also a stretch of time that is like a very long time ago when you're actually looking yeah. at the Grammys when you when you're at the ceremony. So it, it's it's a long, long, long process. So Taylor Swift's uh, "Shake It Off." Uh, which was the first single she released off 1989, she released that in mid-August in 2014 so the single was eligible for for the 2015 Grammys but the album, which wasn't released to the October, wasn't eligible until the 2016 Grammys, where she was nominated for album of the year and best pop vocal album so you can have that where you have a song from an album one year and an album the next year kind of thing the song has to be commercially released and sold in the United States to be eligible so the Grammy guidelines state that an album has to be available for sale they say on their site through a broad distributor and not an artist's website so we're talking Amazon iTunes big distributors you have to be able to kind of buy it there otherwise you you won't be considered
0: Okay, I have a question.
1: Sure, I might I mightn't have the answer, but <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, in in the world of streaming, then does is, is the criteria changed where it'll actually mean you don't need to buy? Is it or it's like streaming? Do you have to be available, like because no one people aren't really buying, and like Google Play has shut down its music store.
1: It doesn't matter how many people have bought it; it just means that they have to have the capability to buy it in in the US. That's it. Yeah. So that's great. So your, your your album is available to buy in the US. You can get it on iTunes. Yeah, that's that's good. OK, brilliant. OK, so now we move on to the application. So the application process is long and arduous. The Academy gets over 20,000 entries per year. And um, that is a stat from four years ago. And I imagine that it's probably more now. And 20,000 entries sounds like a lot, but when you consider the amount of music that's being produced the world over, it's Mm. that's a drop in the ocean. That's not a whole lot really. And if you've made your album on a major label, your label might actually hold back your album for consideration because the, the the process of submitting it is so long and arduous that you're probably going to put all your eggs in the basket of the artist that is most likely to win you and your label a Grammy. So, So they can hold back that submission in favor of an album that they think will have a better chance of winning. Um, Smaller labels then might not have the manpower or the time to kind of go through the application process for an artist. Um, And you can submit yourself, but as we'll see later, this might not yield the best results. You you kind of need, you need backing going into it. And that is, is problematic. Also... When you when you're going in it, it would be ideal for you to have hit a stride with your song or with your album not necessarily your album but but to just have a lot of buzz around you between September and October of the previous year and, and then after that it's up to you to make sure that the people voting don't forget about you um and we'll yeah. see how artists have have done that soon as well
0: is there a cost in um uh, submitting uh,
1: I don't believe so i don't think so um i'd have to double check that now but not from anything i anything i read i can't find anything there wasn't yeah there was nothing nothing about a cost i actually i i would have liked to have looked at this back when the submissions were open and tried to go through the process of submitting an album but maybe maybe (laughs) next year so yeah, so you you can kind of stay in the minds of the of the judges by releasing new tracks, kind of coming up to the Grammys, making appearances, running campaigns. But like I said, more on that later. So that's great, right? So you've you've submitted, um, you filled in your form, you sent it off. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Now we need to think about who the judges are. So. As listeners know, uh, if they are in Ireland and follow the Choice Music Prize uh, or listen to our Choice Special, the the judges for the jo- for the Choice Music Prize are announced, so we know who they are um, and we know where in music they come from. So with the Grammys, the only people that decide if your album gets a nominate either gets a nomination or wins are the Recording Academy voting members. These are According to the academy, a jury made up of peers. So mm. we don't we don't know who they are. They're secret. The only they can vote on the Grammy winners. Musicians, engineers, lyricists, producers, and liner note writers can all be mm. a liner note writer. Interesting. Yes, which okay. I appreciate because there is an
0: award for best liner note.
1: Uh, yes, notes, which is yeah. kind
0: of a weird Grammy to win.
1: I think I think that's <laughs> well. I think that's a great Grammy because I mean, if you, this is this is slightly off topic, but I mean, I, I think the art of the liner note is most is best felt in jazz, because I I have some jazz records where the liner notes mm. are their works of art, they're absolutely brilliant, and I, th- I I think they should come back. So there are four ways to become eligible to be a Grammy judge. So the first okay. is. This is from the the Grammys uh, own the horse's mouth versus have been credited with 12 physical or digital tracks released online only and currently available for purchase with at least one track in the in the past five years. I don't know what the digital online only thing there means. I assume, oh, physical or digital tracks or digital tracks released online only. Sorry. Yeah. Twelve songs. You're in. Second way. Have six credits on commercially released tracks currently available for sale and distributed through physical distribution outlets, such as record stores, with at least one track in the past five years. The third way is to have won a Grammy before. Okay. And the fourth way is to get an endorsement from a current voting member. So someone who's already on the committee can nominate you and you can come in and become a voter it's not clear how many people there are on this committee or how well spread across jobs like engineers or musicians or whoever Mm. it's all very secretive
0: i so i I, I looked at billboard today and i this is what i found out recently they've recently invited 2300 members in the last couple of years uh, on 51 percent of them are under 40 because they're trying to uh, changed the demographic and age demographic to be a younger age group, which is uh, welcome. It's finally in November they welcomed a new class of thirteen hundred voters, basically forty percent, who of whom were women. Um, still not enough, probably. Uh, it said that thirty-seven percent of the entire Royal recording academy are uh, of people of color. That's thirty-seven hmm. percent. But yeah, but that's that's actually just the the recording academy. I'm not sure about the the voting itself. Yes. And it says you also have to be in good standing with your dues, so...
1: Yes, so you pay $100 of yearly dues to be a member of this academy, and you also have to meet the above criteria. So you're in and you're a member of the voting people. Each member votes in the four main categories, which are Record of the Year, Album of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best New Artist. And then they also vote in nine other categories each. So if you are a liner note writer, you will be voting in the liner notes category. If you're right. a hip hop producer, you'll be voting in the hip hop categories, that, that kind of thing, just to make sure that the expertise is kind of, is spread where it needs to be spread, which is good. And then, so that's that's for the nominations. But then when they're choosing the winners, they vote again for the big four. And then they vote in 20 genre categories, again, related to who they are. But it is not as straightforward as that. So back in the mid 90s, the Academy created a special committee to review the nominees and the choices of the voting committee. So this is a quote I have. This committee goes over the nominations for the top four categories, plus the country, R&B, Latin, gospel, jazz, classical, and music video categories. Then they make adjustments if they feel adjustments are needed. Basically, all the categories that drive television ratings, as well as categories in, in speciality genres, can be rigged by this undisclosed private committee. That's a quote from a Vox article I was reading, which was a lot of help when I was there. Uh, when I was researching this, it was established because Lionel Richie's Can't Slow Down album won Album of the Year over Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. <laughs> And everyone was like well that's insane there's no like if you if you'd said to me name a lionel richie album can't slow down wouldn't have been one that i could name you know like no come on and it also beat out prince's purple rain so it's there, there was a kind of a sense then that the grammys were kind of that that they were cut off from what good music was and that there was there was something amiss there. So there's there's a journalist who was a member of the committee who spoke to the LA Times in 1999. He spoke to Robert Hil- Hilburn. This person is uh, off the record and unnamed but was a member of the of the committee. So they said the goal in each category is to take 20 nominations that the members send forth and get the list down to a consensus of the seven or eight that we feel are the best. The committee are nominating 20. This secret group are like, we'll pick pick the best seven. We'll pick the seven that feel the most right.
0: And we don't know anything about the makeup of, of the people on the committee or their age, their demographic, anything like that.
1: This group is... Completely secret, nobody knows who they are. The quote goes on: "When we get that consensus, we stop." Each member of the committee then filled out a ballot, which isn't tabulated that day. So when we leave the room, no one knows the results. The only ones who know are the accountants when they tabulate it later. That committee can decide, regardless of what your peers have voted. Like if if you're if you're uh, put, putting an album forward in best jazz album. We don't know how, how much of that committee is made up of jazz experts or jazz musicians, mm. but they will decide based on who knows, like what wh- what will work well in the press, what will work yeah, we best don't know the criteria, on TV. Yeah, we don't know. Like it's it's being rigged in that way. I, th- I think rigged is a fair word to use, actually, because it's not it's not a straightforward voting process and it still has to go through this. So. Then it, you come to this thing when when you are submitting your album or your song as to whether or not you should submit it as a in a genre category or in the big four categories. So the screening committee, which is the secret committee, they decide which albums will be on the initial ballot that voters use to pick the five nominees in each category Members of the screening committee are not necessarily voting members, but are instead industry experts that include journalists, radio DJs, label executives and the and creators of music themselves. So the rules with genre categories, they state that an album has to be 51% genre to be nominated in a category.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, deadly. That's yeah. a great album title. 51%, 51% genre.
1: genre. So you could have, (laughs) you know, you could have 12 songs. I'm going to, I'm making myself do maths now. You could have 12 songs on an album. And as long as seven of them are hip hop, it doesn't matter. 6.1. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the rest, if the other five are experimental Folktronica, you can, you can be nominated in, in the hip hop uh, category. Wow. So like there's uh, this quote here from 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 a, a journalist who said some albums are easy to categorize while others pose more of a challenge. Where, for instance, is the line between dance hall and electronica or rap and alternative? This is how an album like Iggy Azalea's "The New Classic" gets nominated as both a rap album and best pop duo group performance. Hey, as long as an album's 51%, it can be categorized as either of those things. And the closer that it is to mainstream music, the better chance you have of sneaking it into several different genres and having a big name and recognition can kind of help with that as well. Cuz you can just you can get somebody to jump on a couple of tracks for you with you. Like Charlie XCX could get six different rappers to jump on her to jump on her album. And all of a sudden, she's not only nominated in the best pop category. She's also nominated in best rap performance or or whatever it is. And all of that is really.
0: How weird would that be? (laughs) Anyway, that was hypothetical.
1: (laughs) Yeah. so, are
0: mixtapes eligible? <laughs>
1: uh, no, I don't. I don't believe they are. No, no. Okay, D- D- Denise Tyler will have to release an album <laughs> to be eligible. Okay, <laughs> I'm afraid. Damn
0: it, sorry about
1: um, that. <laughs> so, so right, you're in. You've been nominated. Okay. You've gotten wow. past the secret I'm committee. I'm so happy. Congratulations.
0: Thank you so much. It's finally happening for me. That's great. I've been writing about music for years. Now I've released this album.
1: And now you can just sit back and wait for the award show. Ha, no, you don't. There's way more work to do. So campaigning. Four-year consideration campaigns. It's something that we would usually associate with the Oscars because they are incredibly blatant and cynical. (laughs) And it's something that I think a lot of people kind of shun and look down on. And I think especially music people would find the idea of doing a four-year consideration campaign really embarrassing um but they do happen uh and they are getting bigger every year uh in 2018 uh camilla cabello she was nominated for two grammys Uh, so as part of her campaign she took out a 40 foot highway side billboard in los angeles with her image and the words for your grammy consideration on it Now, a billboard in that area of LA can cost $15,000 a month to rent. So there's money behind that. There's a lot of money. Uh, Taylor Swift in the same year, she she sent around something called a VIP box. I tried so hard to find out what was in it. (laughs) (laughs) And I could not. (laughs) I was trying to find photos of it. I I didn't know. What, What I can only guess is that there was like, cupcakes maybe yeah. like a copy of her album a, a sweat well no that would be for this year's one we got elf sweater um pictures of her cats yeah at this time it would have been like polaroids the very yeah. the 1989 kind of
0: private polaroids that would be a good private one, yeah.
1: polaroids yeah um and so labels also, if, if you're backing your artist or you, the artist, if your label is backing you, they, they will push you to take part in these Grammy foundation events and secure voter friendly media bookings before the Grammys. So in 2016, for example, Kendrick Lamar did uh, Austin City Limits for PBS and did like a really big interview with NPR, which are both things that he probably wouldn't have done kind of if it wasn't for this nomination and, and as part of this campaign right. he he also said that year he, he was like I want to win them all so he he was he was going for it and more power to him I think he did end up winning best rap that year there are also allegedly right so this is when I was getting like really deep into <laughs> into all of this there are these mailing lists allegedly which have lists of the names of the voters that artists can pay to get access to according to rolling stone there are also back channel methods monique grime g-r-i-m-m-e i'm not sure how to pronounce that's her name co-owner of new jersey indie label bongo boy records networked Gained access to a voter-only message board and several secret Facebook groups, and compiled a list of eight thousand probable voters. Clients can pay one hundred and twenty-five dollars—not that much—for her to send an email blast to her list, highlighting a group or an artist. So she's. Can she's I just people say, I love there.
0: the word. I love the word "email blast." It's so American.
1: Email blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like her her newsletter or like yeah her, Email blast. You, you should vote yeah president of glass notes records uh told rolling stone in 2018 it gets more intense every year i'm getting hit personally as a voter with 4 your consideration please vote for me emails that i've not seen at this level the lines of decorum and class are being broken down <laughs> So he's not happy decorum decorum. Yes. Not something I would have traditionally associated with the Grammys. But there you go. And then this this woman, uh, Patience Foster, who worked on Cardi B's team during the run up to this is this is from Billboard during the run up to the 61st Grammy Awards, thinks the rapper's memorable Jimmy Kimmel live appearance in October 2018, during which she cracked jokes about new motherhood was crucial to winning Rap Album of the Year for Invasion of Privacy. She's very feisty, uh-huh. like you know what? Um, my husband used to tell me like, stop screaming and stop catching that attitude when you're pregnant, because you're going to pass that to the baby. And
0: it's like, <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did.
1: A lot of that was calculated, says Foster, uh, who owns the PR firm, The Cream Agency. For 2020, she thinks Cardi's colorful social media presence will keep February's retro Bruno Mars collaboration, please me, fresh on voters' minds. Even Cardi B's doing saying. it, you know. Um, and then these artists, while they're out on tour, you you can take part in a meet and greet. That uh, of course. that takes place at one of twelve gra- uh, Grammy chapter offices, and you go and you meet people and you have conversations. And I'm not saying that money exchanges hands. I'm not saying you're no. not no. And then as well as that, the Grammys have a uh, the Grammy Museum in conversation events where it's kind of like an interview sort of thing. Um, okay. something that Dua Lipa did um ahead of her win in 2019 she did an in conversation event which couldn't have hurt
0: and the uh the grammy goes to Dua Lipa
1: this is all as well as taking out ads and magazines uh, and publications like you would see with the oscars but with the grammys it's, it can be a little bit sneakier so people have kind of figured out that if you take out an ad in something like mix magazine or tape up it's, it's a good idea because voting members mm.
0: are also
1: like engineers and producers and these are the kinds of magazines that are lying around in you know, recording studios that people are going to pick up and have a look at and be like, oh, Dua Lipa, I'll vote for her. Great. And I think it like it does highlight the disparity that exists between like the art- artists that have the backing of the big labels and the artists that don't, you know, it it, it, it is insane like that these campaigns are bought. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. There's also Grammy mixers which are organised by the voting members, by the judges, where you as an artist or a label rep or a manager, whoever you are, uh, get face-to-face time with the member of the voting committee, uh, which to me sounds really... Weird and strange. I can't imagine putting on, imagine being a choice judge and being like, come to my party, everyone who's nominated. <laughs> and then just, I'm here now. Yeah. And then just everyone coming and being like really nice to you, <laughs> giving you little yeah. presents. Come here and um, tell me how great I am. Uh, yeah. Now, I should say the Academy uh, have strict, very, very strict rules on their, uh, that are available on their website about bribes and lo- lobbying maybe maybe they're followed maybe they're not maybe blind eyes are turned who's going to say no to a gift basket from taylor swift so basically you need you need to run a really 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 good campaign and then maybe maybe right. at the end of it you'll win a grammy if the secret group society thing decide that you're the right person to win it if all of that, how I'm does all of that go sound all in to you? Press flesh. <laughs> uh,
0: a lot of work and presumably, mm. like, do you think the Fontaines DC were doing uh, meet and greets uh, for <laughs> their Grammy nomination? I doubt it.
1: Well, no. Well, this year, no, obviously not. But I mean, but even virtual ones. Oh, uh, that's even weirder. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I don't, I, I, don't see it happening. But, but, yeah. but it, 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 if Fontaines DC winning kind of serves a kind of a, a purpose for the Grammys, then this secret committee, they're not called the secret committee, I'm just calling them that. I don't. I can't yeah. remember what they're well, actually called. Well, they don't called.
0: have a name and we don't know who their members are. Secret
1: so. committee. Then then they'll choose them. Or if somebody else serves the Grammys, then, then they'll choose them. It seems to be a lot less about merit and a lot more about who runs the best campaign or what will this as a story mean for the Grammys. So I bring you on to a section that I enjoy of my own notes <laughs> um, called Notable Snubs because around... Oh, yes.
0: Oh, this is everyone's favorite bit.
1: Yeah. So around this time of year, all of the music websites are just a plum with... Articles that are like so and so has snubbed the Grammys and it's all very exciting. So this year, Zayn Malik, who was neither nominated nor eligible to be nominated, um tweeted <laughs> Fuck Yeah, I read Yeah, very I important to say. to say not <laughs> eligible, <laughs> did not release music during during so, the allotted time.
0: <laughs> so he just he he made a fuss, right?
1: He So he made he- a complete fuss. Did an email blast. Uh, he said, fuck the Grammys and everyone associated. Unless you shake hands and send gifts, there's no nomination considerations. Next year I'll send you a basket of confectionery. Mixed messages there from the ex. Yeah, he's
0: like, I don't want to play your game, but next year I'm next going to play
1: year, your I'm, game. Oh man, I'm going to play your game next year.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to play your game so hard. even
1: though yeah, yeah. <laughs> You are not going to be able to move for the confectionery you're going to get. Um, the Weeknd, also in the news, received no nominations for his album After Hours um, or for the song Blinding Lights, which actually I think should have been well in there with a nomination for Song of the Year.
0: That is strange. That is a strange. Um, it omission. is weird, more than an omission, really, isn't
1: it? Yeah. It no. That's it's a snub. No. That that is. Yeah. Like yeah. There's there's no way. Uh, whatever about the weekend as a person, don't like him. He's homophobic, but tra- track of the year then, like because. Because that, yeah. you know, the, the producers, the people that worked on that track deserve a bit of recognition. But anyway, he says, uh, the Grammys remain corrupt. You are, or this is on, on Twitter. The Grammys remain corrupt. You owe me, my fans and the industry transparency. And I can't say I disagree with him there. Snubs in the past, uh, 2011. Kanye West's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was snubbed for a nomination for Best Album despite being one of the most critically acclaimed albums of the year. Mm. Los Angeles Times journalist Randall Roberts said about that the major nominations for the 54 50- Fourth annual awards clearly show that the recording Academy has been working over time to be all inclusive, but more significantly, they also reveal a deep chasm between its goals and the listening habits of the general population. The focus is still on the old music industry model of cash, cash cow hits, major label investments and commercial radio. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Kanye not being nominated for my beautiful and fantasy is, is insane. Or you'd think it was until you, now understand how it actually works and that this is not a game i see kanye west playing you know
0: yeah i had a funny thought there just like you know some of the artists that give out about like first of all not being nominated Mm. (laughs) i wonder how many of those were the result of a clerical error <laughs> where somebody in the label forgot to enter or didn't do it properly yeah and they're just like just let them let's let them go hard on it it's fine It's oh fine.
1: he's on twitter <laughs> he's after tweeting we can't tell him now we cannot tell him now he will leave <laughs>
0: yeah like in the meetings he was like oh no i don't really care about the and Now <laughs> he's like oh f- <laughs>
1: he's
0: going off on it <laughs> <laughs> so um, a lot of the people that are talking about this at the moment are talking about that transparency idea around the committees the yeah. weekend said because of the secret committees I will no longer allow my label to submit my music to the Grammys Halsey um, who was seems to be I mean she's like an exclusively American um, pop entity I think really yeah I she, mean, like, she's like a, there's a few people a, like that yeah yeah she was with the Chainsmokers mm. and stuff um, while I'm thrilled for my talented friends who are recognized this year i I'm hoping for more transparency or reform, aka put me in next year. I want to be. In.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, but Bonnie bon Vere said. um Bonnie Vere said, you know, I was thinking. Uh, so, someone asked me, and I was like, uh, so, so someone had asked him if you're nominated for a Grammy, would you go? And he said, um, whether or not I uh, I would go, I would. And I don't think the Bonnie Vera record is the kind of record that will get nominated for a Grammy. I would get up there and be like, this is for my parents because they supported me, because I know they would think it would be stupid of me not to go up there. But I kind of felt like going up there and being like, everyone should go home. This is ridiculous. We should not be doing this. We should not be gathering in a big room and looking at each other and pretending that this is important. That's what I would say, which I like. (laughs) I like that. And then in an article for the Huffington Post music executive Steve stout It's stout with an E at the end. Uh, he criticised the Grammys because they, lo- they quote, lost t- touch with contemporary culture. And he noted two reasons for that. The first is an overzealousness to produce a popular show that is at odds with its own system of voting. And number two is a fundamental disrespect of cultural shifts be- uh, as being viable and artistic. Uh, so he accused the Academy of snubbing artists that have a big cultural impact and like rap artists winning major awards in rap categories, not winning album of the year, like, uh, uh, like snubs for he, he cited uh, successes with like Eminem's The Marshall Mathers LP and Kanye West graduation in the album of the year category. There does seem to be this kind of sense that the, the, the Grammys is trying to be, a competition or an award show that is looking only at the art itself, but as we've seen, it's not about that at all. And you have to take kind of cultural trends and shifts into consideration when you are considering. Uh, which which brings us actually to to the idea of race and the Grammys, which has not been good. Like, no. we, because we don't know anything about the voting committee, we don't know anything about the breakdown in representation or traditionally. And certainly, year on year, we don't know how, how many of those 47% or, or 37% or whatever it was are actually going to be voting this year. The Grammys have historically favoured white men in both awards and the kind of performances on the night. So, in 2017, Drake accused them of not seeing him as a pop artist, actually, and boxing him into hip-hop categories um so hotline bling was nominated for best rap song and best rap slash sung performance despite it not being a rap song like it, that hotline bling is a pop yeah. song but it didn't make it in in the in the pop category since 1957 since the beginnings of the awards only 10 black artists have won album of the year um and from 2007 to 2017, there were 17 non-white artists nominated for Album of the Year in the in those 10 years. The only winner, and this this is like the the final kick in the teeth, was Herbie Hancock in 2008, whose album was a collection of Joni Mitchell folk covers. Like so. Oh. It's not good. Um yeah, yeah. So like oh yeah, in, in that in that ten year span, then, one black person won because they covered a white lady's songs. You know, it's yeah, it's it's not great. And, and then, then in, there's the
0: the accusations of being out of, then there's the accusations of being out of touch and the ones the albums that have won over More well known albums. Like, so I can think of, remember the 2014 Grammys where Macklemore won Best Rap Album over Kendrick Mm -hmm. Lamar's Good Kid Mad City, which is just insane. Um, The next year, Beyonce's self titled album lost out to Beck's Morning Phase. Not his best work, but Hmm. certainly um, no patch on Beyonce's album.
1: Adele winning over Beyonce?
0: Adele won over Beyonce, yeah. And then Kendrick's uh, Pimp Butterfly lost out on the album of the year to Taylor Swift, 1989. So.
1: Yeah, the in 2019 was the first time that a rap artist won major award nominations outside of the rap categories when Childish Gambino won Song of the Year and Record of the Year. And that, that was the first time that a rap song had won outside of the kind of hip hop rap categories. 2019. Like they started in like 1957 so get getting there slowly maybe right. i don't know um mm.
0: yeah, yeah. I'm a, what are they trying to do to address that balance uh
1: nothing I, that i address can see that
0: balance or or
1: well i mean the the only thing like the, the the more the more i look at this in terms of representation and i mean i did i i i didn't actually include uh notes on representation of women but it, it it's it lies somewhere between men and black people in that it's not as good as the men, but not as bad as representation with black artists. Uh,
0: the chief executive, Neil Portno made that comment about uh, a few years ago before he stepped down, he was forced to step down, essentially, about uh, the number of women in music, he said they should step up if they want recognition. And that yeah. was... An absolute hell of a statement that led to him being basically taken out off his job because he was seen to be he was perpetuating the out of touch, touch idea that is uh, now widespread around um, the Grammys completely. And then mm. it came an interesting thing where they when they were trying to address it and they brought in Deborah Duggan and she was in the job for five months and. It just became. First of all, it was like, oh, this is an agent of change. He's gonna come in and and help us change the thing. And um, but she was dismissed after five months. And just days before last year's ceremony. Um, the academy said she mistreated an employee, but she said she retaliated against for criticizing the institutions. She said in a legal complaint, she accused the academy of voting improprieties and rampant conflicts of interest. So there's somebody on the inside, and um, that case is currently in arbitration. So um, so both sides are not currently talking about it, but maybe mm. something will come about out about that in the future when we'll actually hear a bit more about these secret committees that happen uh, uh, mm. around these voting blocks and things like that
1: the only way really that the grammys can claw back some semblance of notoriety in the music business i mean it definitely has uh, its its place within the entertainment industry but in terms of the music business there's there's not a whole lot of respect uh, for for the process and i think that's primarily crucially down to the secretive voting system and the the ways in which you have to spend money to win to win, uh, to, to win a Grammy, uh, on your path to from making your album to winning a Grammy, you need a lot of money. You need to strategically release your album, your songs. You need to be collaborating with people. You need to be out there hustling. You need to be doing like NPR interviews. You need to be going to Grammy parties. You need to be like stopping by the offices just to say, hey, you need to be sending gift baskets. And then at the end of <laughs> all of that, oh yeah, you, you you also need to decide that your album, which is a, a pop album, should actually like probably doesn't stand a chance in the pop category. So maybe you should just put it in the hip hop category, which is something that you that you and people like you have traditionally done for many years and it's it segregates the music like there there are black artists who are in category who who are excluded from the from the big four because their labels think that they will have more of a chance of winning best rap album which holds less clout or less notoriety than album of the year when they absolutely would have been eligible for album of the year so Mm you know so it's it's not great and what we've learned here is that the grammys like the oscars like all of these things you have to rely on gaming the system making sure that you're nominated in the category that would see it win as opposed to the category that it most represents and that there's a secret group that decide the nominees we don't know who they are so none of it matters anyway
0: so there are like they're huge they're just it's a, it's a it's a, li- it's a lovely line to put on your uh, your bio for sure and it definitely gives you a lot of um clout for some certain situations but same time you know I think the other push and pull about the Grammys other than the uh, very questionable uh, reward process is that you know like we've kind of touched on already you are trying to award people for the work that they've done I uh, that's the ideal but then the way people like Zayn Malik and and The Weeknd look at it is like I did not been rewarded for my success. My success is not been recognized here. That is what that is for. And that is that is the, then that creates that kind of friction between like people who want to win a Grammy because of their uh, their popularity and their success, as opposed to you know, they're supposed to be on the songwriting and on the recording mm. process and all those kind of things. So, so it becomes this other thing that no, people, even the people who are giving out about it and criticizing it, don't really see it in the same way as what they're yeah. intended to be originally. And like, yeah, and I'm it's, sure it's important really to note distorted. that
1: the 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 Grammy uh, the the process of both nominating and selecting a winner, they do not look at sales so you're like in an ideal mm. world ideally um you you your album could have sold 100 copies in the united states or one hundred thousand copies in the united states it shouldn't matter um in it. now obviously it does matter um because if your album sold 100 copies in the united states then you probably aren't spending fifteen thousand dollars on a billboard but they they don't they don't take uh, you know those sorts of metrics of success into it. So they, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I guess new newcomer of the year or new artists of the year, you'd kind of have to. Um, like Phoebe Bridgers is a good example this year. Not not a new artist. This I mean, Punisher was her third record, but due to the year that she's had and due to her kind of emergence as as a. As a figure in the in the industry that isn't any longer on on the fringes, then that category, sure, you sh- you should probably be be looking at things like sales or things like television appearances and 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 things like that. But but besides that, you shouldn't be. But obviously, that's not the case. Yeah. Um, and that's how you win a Grammy. So good luck, everyone. Great.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I say with the the Fontaines, for example, the nomination. Do you think it actually? will help their career. I mean, it probably will help their well, career that's in terms the thing. of making inroads into the American music industry.
1: It will. It will. It 100% will. And I think this is why people want to win Grammys. People want to win Grammys because there is uh, an undeniable uptake in people buying your record after you've won a Grammy. Because like you, you, you know yourself, even with you and I, like if, if, if we're talking about Grammy winners some year and someone's won it... Casey Moth or, or somebody who we wouldn't usually listen to and we're like oh that one album of the year mm. or that one record of the year whatever you immediately go and stream it and listen to it so it it, it is a yeah. kind of a and i think it's it, it, it's an advertisement the, for, for for your album
0: yeah i can think of the artist her who was nominated again this year as one of those artists that i only exclusively saw for a good while in grammys and similar award Mm. ceremonies it was like very much an american curio for a long long time only up until last year did she start to like release songs i mean obviously no one was touring last year so we uh, it it became more of a worldwide thing last year than it was previously Mm. it was very much a curious um oh he or her she's this artist who plays these amazing guitar solos and does r&b stuff and uh is always on the Grammys (laughs) and you're like, it's a Grammy curio. It's like those kind of people who get nominated and win and like best dance album. There's a a producer called Madion who's been around for years. He's a French guy now. He's He's only like, I think he's quite young still. Actually, he's only 26, but he's the kind of artist that would be nominated. He was nominated this year. Um, alongside stuff like Bauer and just like you're like oh mm. EDM that's what it is oh it's an EDM award and yeah you know, we, yeah your, and I mean you, you, um, you get what's that what's you, there
1: you, you get a lot of producers labels uh, engineers who keep cropping up because they're, they're, th- these are people who can work across genres with many different artists and if they're working with a label or they're working with some kind of backing then there's no limit really to how many times they can get nominated for a Grammy (laughs) you know whereas with artists there is a limit you kind of are only ever going to put out one album in in that space of time or one song or, or 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 whatever it might be but i mean all of this is to say like yeah. i'm not i'm not trying to like take anything away from the people who've won obviously there is merit and you know congratulations but the grammys isn't as straightforward there's there's an excellent interview that is it was, it was, he, he was speaking about the oscars it was an excellent interview with jesse eisenberg um and richard iowadi on an American podcast, um, and they were talking about the film, The Double, that Richard Ayoade directed and Jesse Eisenberg starred in. And the interviewer asked Jesse Eisenberg, like, oh, you were nominated for an Oscar for uh, The Social Network. How did that feel? Was that amazing? Blah, blah, blah. And Jesse Eisenberg was like, no, honestly, I felt embarrassed by the whole thing because you 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 get nominated for an Oscar Because your studio has decided that you're their best chance at winning an Oscar that year. So you dress up and you go to the ceremony and like when When you win, it's like, "Okay, great now this the studio's happy, but when when you win, you're like, I've won because they ran the best for your consideration campaign. I didn't win for my performance or my craft mm. and and that that really kind of opened my eyes to how a lot of people in acting view the Oscars and to how it is so at odds with how the public like the kind of movie going public view the Oscars like we we see a film winning best film and we assume that it was the best film but actually that's not necessarily the case the best film might have been made in Argentina and wasn't even submitted for the Oscars because they couldn't run a for for Mm. your consideration campaign and it seems from from everything I've, I've been reading today about the Grammys that it's it's very much a similar sort of um a similar sort of situation with that.
0: Um, I have two little factoids to share with you um, before we <gasps> finish up. Um, one one is that uh, in 1980, they awarded, uh, the only time they ever awarded this was the Grammy Award for Best Disco Recording. <laughs> now, it's not the oh, only time they've done it. Of course, this, this is before. your
1: fact. What a Nile fact.
0: Yeah, I was like, I saw that when I was like, I'm going to give you this. So the nominees were Michael Jackson, Don't Stop to Get Enough, Donna Summer, Dim All the Lights, uh, Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart, uh, (laughs) Earth, Wind, Fire, Boogie, Wonderland, and the winning uh, choice was Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. Very good. Okay, and we were to bring it all back to Back Home and, you know, Fontaine's DC being nominated and all that kind of stuff, and anyone who in Ireland who thinks they might have a chance at the grammy um in the future. Well, uh there's a betting site that is taking currently taking bets on Irish acts to win a grammy by the end of 2025. So if you want a long <laughs> bet, um there are names there. So look, these these are people who we we interviewed Gemma Dunleavy last week. She has 16 to 1. If you want to put down a bet on on Gemma to win a grammy by the end of 2025, you've got Sarka Richardson in there for those I love uh, Monjola Um, Shiv, Denise Chyla is 10 to 1 Fontaines DC are obviously in there Uh, Dermot Kennedy uh, uh, Is in there as well Look you just never know You just never never know So you have to dream big But there's a band called The Clockworks Who are managed by Alan McGee um, and uh, they're an Irish band, and they're, they're on this list. So you never know. Uh, Steve Staunton is also one. Of, I think that's because it's a, a, a sports uh, website and somebody wanted a 200-to-one <laughs> outsider bet of Steve Staunton doing an album. So we await that before to win a Grammy before 2025. But I would say... Who's, it's, who's look, your money on, There, Stranger Things Have Happened. Uh, my money is not on. It's probably on any uh, people who aren't even on that list. It's on picture this. Okay, it's on picture this. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> it's something. Somebody, somebody who doesn't currently release music will from Ireland will release it. Will win a Grammy by twenty twenty five. Me, mm. we <laughs> we
1: might be saying this now. I mean, my spoken word well, album. Fontaine's my spoken GC word album. That's it. Well, that's true. Yeah, we, we we might be making these jokes while Fontaines DC are currently Grammy winners. So we we just don't know. We don't know. If that's the case, um,
0: I will edit this out.
1: <laughs> and well done to yeah. the lads. Good on you. <laughs> okay, so that's that's how you win a Grammy. Everyone, that's best it. of luck. Looking forward that's to hearing how the you album. Win a
0: Grammy, off you go. Off you go and sort yourself out with that. Yep. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, I think we're going to be talking about something else that's very topical at the moment. You may have seen uh, some talk about NFTs or Nifties or whatever you want to call them. Um, are we'll they being be called And explaining. Well, I'm calling them Nifties for the crack. Okay. Well, I, you may have seen a lot about NFTs, so uh, we will be talking about those next week and uh, delving into what that means for for music and why people are using them. Um so we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, in the meantime, um thanks uh for all of your uh shout outs and listens and, and retweets and and uh especially like telling your mates and joining us on the Patreon and joining us on the Discord. It's patreon.com forward slash nine oh nine if you want to join us there. Andrea has a substack and she just put out a newsletter, a really good yes, piece this week.
1: I did. Uh yes. I put out a piece uh, this week so about down, uh It's okay that you didn't do anything during lockdown. Don't worry. It's fine. Uh, That's andreacleary.substack.com And shout out to everyone on the Discord. You're all the OGs. Very good. All right. See you you next week.
0: We'll be back. See ya.
1: Bye.